Hello. Hello and welcome to How's My Fringe. My name is Josh Foister. And I'm Lada Popola. And what do we do, La? We review French <laughs> theatre. <laughs> we talk about theatre and all the wonders that surround it. The wonders, the wonderful, wonderful things. The magic. We are in the middle of the Vaults Festival and somehow both saw shows outside of the Vaults <laughs> Festival. <laughs> no, no. We, know, we know we told you there was going to be a Vaults month, but you know, this world Things changes. change. <laughs> the wind changes and we have to change with it. That's so real. You have no. to adapt and, and, you know, that is what life is about. I, I have a saying I like to actually abide by, which is, it's a very pretentious thing. And I got it from a Monty Python sketch, is where mm. I first learned this. But I think it's a really good, and I use Always it Always look time. on the bright side of life. That is one to remember. Do-do, 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 do-do. But no, I really <laughs> no, it is, in any situation, you have to learn to adopt, adapt, and improve. Mm. Which I think is a really good motto for life. That is. Because situations yeah. always change, but you've got to learn to yeah. adopt it, yeah. change it around, ad- change it up, yeah. and make it the best you can. So we've adopted, adapted, and uh, what was the third thing? Improve. Improved our situation um, and saw two shows outside of the vaults. Um, still great shows. The show I saw was great. Was the show you saw great? Yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I I I wanted to watch the show since I first saw it advertised. I wanted to watch the show. Um, So I saw Nothing to Fear by Ben Eccleston. What did you see? I saw Death of England by Clint Dyer and Roy Williams, which is the one that's starring Rafe Spall. Fab. Um, should I talk first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go. So I saw Nothing to Fear at Theatre Delhi. Um, and it was fab. Basically, Ben is a uh, performer and a beatboxer and created a play, uh, well, created a show um, that incorporates uh, his beatboxing and his music with um, kind of facts. It was kind of like almost like a TED Talk about... um, well, it's called Nothing to Fear, but it's very much about things to fear about the internet. <laughs> um, it was incredibly informative um, and quite frightening. He talks a lot about how our data is being used. And it, and it starts off quite, quite you know, it uh, starts off with how many people use the internet, how many uh, percent, like 40% of the world population and has an internet connection today, you know, and like things like that. And like, yeah. you're like, okay, these are fun facts. Um, and then he goes into how our data is being used and how our data is being basically farmed by social media companies such as Facebook and stuff. The scariest thing I learned, um, even though I sort of had, I, I, I knew that people put tape over their laptop cameras and things. Yeah, and I, I was always like, I was always like, oh, that's fair enough. Um, yeah. But also a bit dramatic. Yes, I always think that. But however, <laughs> however uh, I found out in the show that um, there's a company um, that without your consent takes photos using your webcam every five minutes. Who, how? How are they allowed to do it? How does that work? It's just part of like, because of, because of all these, um, cause there was an act, uh, I won't know the facts. Um, cause I, I just 
like that was the only thing that stayed in my mind so that, we'll, that we'll I should cover my it. camera. <laughs> but basically, there was an act created that, um, due to public safety concerns or something like that, about um, you know, like terrorism or whatever it was, yeah. um, they created an act that without your consent, um, the basically the government can hack into your webcam. But it's not even hacking into your webcam because this is a this is a company or this is a this is a government agency that just does this. It just oh. takes a photo using your webcam every five minutes. And when they released um, and someone released a report that 11% of those uh, images collected without the user's consent were of a sexual nature. Shit. Yeah. I mean, I my question literally... now is why is everyone doing sexual things in front of their cameras? Is probably... <laughs> well, it's not doing sexual things in front of your camera. Like, your laptop's just there or your computer's just... Oh, yeah, well, Especially if you have a desktop like computer, yeah, your yeah. webcam's just going to be on there the whole time. And it's, it doesn't have to be on. Like, the little uh, green light won't yeah, go yeah, yeah, on yeah. or anything like that. It'll just take the photo. So when, when you're getting ready, when you're doing literally anything in your room... Um, you're being watched. That is, uh, well, oh, there's some early life advice. Well, I was, it's changed yeah. what I was going to do as life advice, but I'm going to add this to it. Yeah. Uh, cover your webcams. Cover your webcams. If you are not using it yeah. for an actual purpose, Literally. Point, please cover it up. Yeah, I was just, as soon as I walked out of the show, I was like, w- I have to stick some tape on. So these on. photos I have of you, though, like, can you get copies or? I don't think just, you can. Because I, I don't think, like, if they've managed to capture some this. of me, I mean, they might have caught me in a good light. So if they've got, <laughs> so if they've got some of me in like a good side or I was ca- on a good day, do you know what I mean? Like, let, them, let me know if I can get copies. What I was thinking about is like, there is Preferably so... A4. Right, <laughs> so it can be, or, or like A4 so I can sign I've them. spent <laughs> so much of my life just like lying in bed or on a couch with my laptop on my lap just staring down at it with with a great big old double chin showing and this means that they have like a collection since my first laptop my first laptop was like years ago like a decade ago so they just have a collection of photos of my double chin aging for the past 10 years that's thing, horrible. We, we're thinking of all like the, your instant thing. You think of like, oh my god, they caught me. Must have caught me doing this, or like they got a picture of that. Whereas actually, I want to know the silly, silly things yeah, they caught yeah, people doing. Probably caught some crazy, silly stuff. Yeah. So that was one of the facts. Obviously, the one that stuck in my mind the most. But the way he presented the show was he'd like drop these crazy truths and then go into a beatbox bit, and the beatbox bit kind of always had the mood kind of. Um, added to the mood of whatever fact you had just found out. So like when yeah. it was quite serious or when it was like, like the beatboxing would have like a big old bass line and like things like that. And his beatboxing was insane. And so you actually just had like a few minutes to really sit in the information you've yeah. just received. Because a lot of like TED Talks and stuff and a lot of presentations, they're fantastic in terms of the knowledge that you can acquire from them. But it is just sitting there having information thrown at you yeah. for was this a up solo to an hour. show? Sorry. This was, was a that, solo oh, show, right. yeah. Oh, mine was also a solo show. Oh, was Maybe it? Was, nice. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, in this, you like had full-on breaks in between all the facts so that you could properly, properly digest them. Mm. And his beatboxing was insane. I am so impressed by what like. <laughs> the human voice box is able to do. And the creativity he used as well, like at one point he just like moved past the mic 
um, like you know, like when a car drives past mm. and you hear the sound go like, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he managed to do. Did that you attempt to do that with the mic then? Is that what yeah, I did, but like it probably didn't work, and that's fair enough. <laughs> um, but he he did that. And then that was because he had a, a loop box as well, so he could loop all the stuff. Yeah. And it was just crazy how fantastic he made things sound that, like, we can all do a wheel, you know? Like, we can all do that sound, but none of us can mm. make it into a, not everyone can make it into a piece of art. And he managed mm. to make it into a piece of art. Sick. It was very impressive. Sick. Um, do you want more facts? Uh, if you've got any more to whack out, I'm more than happy, yeah, to, uh, so, more than happy to hear them. So, yeah, there was that. And then he was talking about quantitative and uh, qualitative data. Yes, 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 So, yes. like, there's metadata, which is just, like, who you call and, and, and the time that you call or, like, who you've messaged or, yeah. like, the, web, or the websites you've gone on and stuff like that and the times that you've done that. But then the actual quality data, the content data, is... Um, what you've said in your messages, what you've said in your phone calls, what the contents of the websites that you've visited yeah. on. Am I right in thinking as well with quantitative and qualitative data, isn't it that one is private and one isn't? Cause yes. Because one, one is like basically like on yeah. a website, it just shows you what yeah, yeah, you've yeah. clicked on and how long you're on exactly. certain pages, whereas so one metadata, is actually like your names, your yeah, numbers and stuff exactly. like that. So metadata is um, the public data and um, uh, what's it called? Um, the content data is what is supposed to be private data. Right, However, right, right. he also mentioned that if they have a person of interest, they can um, see, for example, if they have someone of interest in like the UK or whatever, they can collect the data of anyone that person has called. Right. And then they'd go like a step further and collect the data of everyone who that person has called. And then they can go into your content data as well. Oh, so if they and feel like there's a need exactly. to actually go in further, but, they can. Um, it was something ridiculously small, like two or three. If you do that two or three times, the pool of people they are collecting data from is like... 250,000 or something like that. Wow. Ben, I'm so sorry I'm getting all the numbers wrong. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like, it, it's an insane number of people that they are just um, getting data from. That's really like sick, you could You could potentially not have done anything. And, and this was the thing as well. This was the thing in the show as well. Like, a lot of people say that... Um, the, the counter argument is that like oh if you've not done anything you shouldn't be um you shouldn't be afraid of people violating your privacy yeah. but at the end of the day it is violating your privacy and you might think that you haven't done anything wrong but someone you are connected to could be in some way connected to someone else yeah. that you don't even know about or think about in any way and that connect just that connection alone will mean that the government has full access to like all everything you've ever done and it's silly to think that, like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's um, people's privacy's exploitation. It, it yeah. is what it is, essentially. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Sounds cool, though. Oh, it was it. a very, very cool show. Yeah. Um, and the beatboxing was, was insane. Just really. Sick. Sick. And he also used, like, technology in the beatboxing. So at one point he had, like, Siri do, like, a little, um, a little like testing beatboxing thing or whatever <laughs> where Siri just goes puss in boots and puss in boots and stuff like that and then use that to go into another beatboxing bit it was very cool
It was a very fun show to watch. Sick. Yeah, Sick. highly recommend. It's called Nothing to Fear. It's no longer at Theatre Delhi, but um, hopefully it will come back at some point, and I really suggest keeping um, your eyes out for that. Sick. That sounds good. Do you want to hear, do you want to hear about my, my yeah. experience? Oh, wait. Fringe value. Oh, yes. I, oh, by the way, as a little precursor, I, I am going to do my own fringe value again today. Oh, I'm very so excited. So you, you can be excited for that. Excited. I've already got it all prepped. I already know it. Oh, I already know the that's answer. That's very exciting. Um, so my fringe value for Ben's show is um, one of those fringes that is like, well, I don't really know. Like, it's a very, very cool fringe, but you find out that the reason the fringe is cool is because of something scary. That's such a bad fringe value, but... Um, yeah, I got very lost there, but I feel like I'm with you. I'm <laughs> a bit lost it looks there. cool, but what it means is scary. Like, what, like an old punk mohawk or yeah, something kind like of that. Like, yeah, kind yeah. of like that. Like, it looks very cool, but you know it exists because um, our government is taking advantage of us, basically. Fair. Oh. Can't really argue against that, really, to oh. be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so... so yeah. Death of England. Death of by England. By Clint Dyer and Roy Williams. It was amazing. I, I As soon as I saw this advertised, because it's a solo show mm-hmm. with Rafe Spall. And anyone who doesn't know Rafe Spall, Rafe Spall's been... I don't know, like he's been so he was in Spotlight I think it was he was in Spotlight he was in uh, he was in Shaun of the Dead if anyone oh, remembers nice. Shaun of the Dead he was in that he's been an actor for years and he's an amazing actor I'm a big fan of his and Clint Dyer and Roy Williams again are like incredible incredible writers and the show so it was about it basically followed the story of this guy who's there. he was like this Essex lad whose dad used to sell like flowers down the market and it basically followed the story because basically his dad dies the night of England in the... The night of England? The night of England in the semi-final of the Royal okay. Cup when they played Croatia. So he basically goes from him dying that night and then the story is basically the, the day recent, of the funeral. The recent World Cup. Yeah, the recent Cup. World Cup against Croatia when we got to the semi-final. Oh, really? Um, whatever, whatever, how many years ago that was now. The UK lost ago. against Croatia? Yeah, in the semi-final, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. We lost, lost that. But we, it basically, the story basically follows the day of the funeral, the day of his dad's funeral. Oh, it's just... It's, I, I, like... Purely from anything, the performance that Rafe Ball does, is just it's just out of this world. He's just out of this world. Like he does, he does so many different characters, and like the perfection he does every single one of those characters, like the way he changes everything to be these characters, even for like brief moments. And the set was like insane. So it was in the Dorfman, and it had, so it has like the normal stage bit at the back, but you only use it for one part of the show. The rest of it is like this sort of cross thrust stage that he has. And in the in between, like where the cross bits are, like on the floor, were like stools. So I managed to get myself a stool seat. So I was right by the stage, and there's steps that go down to it. So he like he interacts. So he comes down. And he like interacts with people at different sections. And honestly, I was so fangirled when I sat. I sat there, <laughs> and he comes and sat down and did this one section, like directly, like facing me. And I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is so so good right now. But the but the show itself is like amazing. So it talks about. British identity because the whole thing is it was all about like Brexit and like how we talk about other people and like how that's the sort of generation that were of that sort of like leave during the Brexit thing and how how we identify with English English identity like what that is what it stands for like and what people and how we miss 
miscommunicate or misunderstand it and all, all of these things because the whole point is that like the person's dad you find very early, early on is like he's a Brexit voter but he's he this guy's someone who didn't vote like that sort of thing he didn't vote and, it, and it's that whole th- and it's and, it, and he talks about like his friends who are like uh, English Jamaican like English and it's and like the stories they do in between them are just like so they're just so real I think that was the one thing I was so amazed about is that the character itself he was he was the he was this sort of not like run at the litter, but he's the, he's just a lad. Like he's just a guy who just works, does a job, like family's not going too well, doesn't really care about his his country or himself or anything mm. like that. And it just, it was the most realist story to be told about that sort of, that sort of thing. Because I have a really interesting thing about like, because I, really, I think people forget when it comes to British culture. And I think this show does it quite well. It talks about a lot of things. And I think people forget that when it comes to what we regard as British culture, I put in quotation marks, the physical ones I did there, just in case you weren't sure, <laughs> they, it's, it's that we, we forget, we, we stole things. Yeah. Like we have taken, our yeah. culture purely belongs because of things that we have bastardised mm. and, and tweaked. And I think people completely forget yeah. this. Like tea. Yeah, tea, 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 so like tea, a lot of all the food, the most of the foods that we like in mm-hmm. this country are things that we've taken, a lot of the actual cultural things are things that we have like adapted from other cultures mm-hmm. or like things that have collaborated with ours, do you know what I mean? Like, nah, nah. And I think the show really did that really, really, really beautifully and it, it, it was nice as well because what it did, it showed also the human side for someone who is a, who did vote Brexit as well, it gave... It, it it did sort of go to a bit of an extreme with it and put, put label them as like this this thing of like oh they're a racist oh they have these views they do this or that but at the same time it gave a human side of that mm-hmm. story as well and gave an in depth of like these are real people these are what these people would think and this is why they think this and this is how they then get betrayed and this is why it's misunderstood yeah. and that's where anger breeds from yeah. I mean, it, and it was fascinating to see and if anyway because that's that's such an important discussion to have as well like. It's so easy to just paint the other side as like, oh, they're all, you know, xenophobic um, or racist or whatever. And that's why they did what they they voted what they voted. But at the end of the day, that is not a productive conversation. Yeah. To actually have a productive conversation in society, you have to recognize the views and opinions that people have and why they have them and, and the reasoning behind what they're doing and things. Yeah, there's um if, the, if if I don't know how much longer it's got left the show. I think it's only got like a few weeks left. But if if any of you have got if you can't watch it, then all I recommend is please just watch the trailer for it. I'm re- <laughs> I like I'm a sucker for a good trailer. But the trailer is literally just like a minute of Rafe Spall just doing a bit of the dialogue, and he does this whole like. Delroy, I love you, I love you. You look like us, you sound like one of us, but you'll never be one of us because this is England and this is where we still throw bananas onto the pitch. That's what we do. And it's like, but like the acting in it is, I just couldn't get over how good he was. Like I knew it was going to be good. That's why I paid to go watch it and why I wanted that seat. But it was just, it was just sick. It was just so mm. sick. And like the, the set was really cool. And it was, yeah, it was great. And my fringe value, my oh, fringe value. I'm excited. It's very simple. Skinhead. Ah. A but not like not no, not a scary skin, just someone who hasn't people have, don't have hair sometimes so they just go skinhead he's just he's just you a, just stole my french value from last week was, what, what was it what was yours Bold. last week yeah but mine's more through is, is a choice one mm-hmm. mine's, still, a mine's choice. more of a choice but okay. like one where they don't have a lot of choice 
Okay. Do you know what I mean? You know yeah. when they just have the little bit of hair on the side, so they just go, oh, I'll just get rid of it all. Like that would be, that would be my fringe value. Nice. Just a bit classic British look. <laughs> classic misunderstood British. That's what I'm <laughs> labelling it as. Like that, have you seen that beautiful photo from like uh, New Year's one year? where it's, it's like circulated the internet as like, the the um, classic British New Year's or something like that, no, where there's that. like two women on the the right corner fighting, and then there's a police car, and then like all these things are happening around it, and then in the center of the photo there's this man lying on the floor um, with a pint in his hand. He's lying on his side and he's got <laughs> pint in his hand, and like, all this chaos is happening around him, and he's just on the ground in the middle of the street enjoying <laughs> his pint. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, that's close to it. That 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 might be a close description of it. But if you can go watch it, go and watch it. I highly recommend because it's England. <laughs> so good, so good. Um, do you want to do your recommendations? Um, yes, I can. I have one. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, I believe I've just opened them, and then I've no, I've I've got them. So some fringe recommendations. Sequins and Lies, March 3rd to March 8th, and The Ultimate Lad, another hmm. good old English bit, uh, March 13th to March 15th. Um, both very, they sound like very interesting pieces and, um, <clears throat> um, and are written by writer-director John Britton, um, and it's some of his new work and it looks really interesting, so I would highly suggest going and seeing that. Nice. Uh, I just have one recommendation. It is a Vaults recommendation. So from the 3rd to the 8th of March, there is Too Pretty to Punch, mm. which is, I think I might have mentioned it before in the podcast, but it's a really good, really, really good show. So if you can get a chance to go down to that, that is on the 3rd to the 8th of March at the Vaults Festival. So you can watch that. Um, do you do you want to do life advice before I do this this little call out? There? Oh yeah yeah yeah, life advice um, or do it with the recommendations. Um, yeah, I'll do this recommendation. So another thing we've got, so Get Go Culture, it, which is said, you might you, you see we advertise it uh, at the end of the podcast, but they've got a new thing which is coming out, which is really cool. So they've got a book club, but for theatre. So what it is, when you sign up for this, this subscription for Get Go, uh, each month they take members to an amazing theatre across London and they host a pre-show mingle and then also a post-show discussion with the artists of the show. That's so great. you can... Um, the membership also includes a discount on the tickets and a free welcome drink, and you can get all this online. So go onto the getgoculture.com and you'll be able to find out all those things for the membership. Mm. It's a really cool thing because you get like a full yeah. experience of the theatre before and after. Theatre's all about that social time as well. Yeah. Not just sitting in the dark and looking at people do stuff on stage. Yeah. Or mingling <laughs> around in the dark watching people do things sometimes. Facts as well. Um, life advice. So my life advice is obviously put a piece of tape over mm. the camera on your um, computer and also over the microphone. There's a reason Mark Zuckerberg does it. You should be doing it as well. Fair. <laughs> little trick, little, little nudge at the end there. I like that. Um, my life advice is one simple thing. Every day, give yourself half an hour for yourself. Oh, so important. It's so important, isn't so it? So important. I really, I really have a, like, try, I try and keep to the practice of, like, <laughs> once I go home, I finish working. It's very hard to do that sometimes, obviously, with a bit, uh, to try and fight, do that when you go home. But 
either way, like just find time just mm-hmm. to do what you want to do for half an hour, whether that be you watch that, whether it be you just lie there and do nothing, or whether you read a book or whatever, like or go out, go for a walk. But just do something where you're just away from all the other life stuff and you're just doing something for yourself for a bit. It's really important. What really, I quite really like for that is swimming. Because I'd swimming love to be able to swim more often. My favourite thing about swimming is in the modern times you are constantly connected. And that is what creates a lot of stress, is that constantly you know that people can contact you or message you about whatever problems they have or whatever. Um, Especially when it comes to, like, managing things and, you know, teams and, and performances and things like that. Like, when you're busy, people will always want to contact you about things going on. And that can feel very stressful. But when you're swimming, you can't bring your phone. You can't bring your phone because you're in the water and your phone might die. (laughs) And so when you're swimming, there's this feeling of freedom because it's like, okay, someone might message me right now, but... Who cares? I can't look at it because my phone's in the locker. It's also a great exercise as well. It really is. It's the best exercise. I just, for me, I just haven't got a swimming pool near me. There's one right there. Yeah, but not near my house. I'd have to literally travel across London to go to a swimming pool. Yeah, but you could go after Mount View. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, I can only do that a few days a week, and then if I'm paying that's a year meet, monthly yeah, membership, yeah, yeah. I don't get it. So that's the problem. Like, I wish I had a swimming pool like, next to my house yeah. so I could just go and do it because it would just it would be so much better. Swimming is great. But yeah, but good, good advice. Yeah. Good advice. It's also ways to. Because now they're introducing Wi Fi into planes, which is really. Mm. It's great, but it's also. It's just one more place where people can contact you. Yeah. Whereas previously it would be like, when you have a flight, no one can contact you. And that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's good that time away from everything. It's what I try and do if I ever go away anywhere. I haven't gone away anywhere for ages, but when I do, I always say wherever I go, I'm I'm always the one who goes like, no, I'm leaving my phone here. Yeah. I never take yeah, out yeah. when I go. Like if somebody Absolutely. wants a phone, like they can crack. Because it's but. like messages, yeah, fair enough. But emails, oh, I also suggest turn off your email notifications after like, you know, ideally after like. 6 p.m. but you know the world we live in that's not really possible but after 8 p.m. turn off your email notifications you don't need to know that you have something important due the (laughs) next day after 8 p.m. that's just going to stress you out yeah that's very true very true Um, but that's all from us for this week we will be back next week for another week of fun filled theatre adventures with Lotta and Josh yeah 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 (laughs) 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 right See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Lotta, let me ask you a question. Yes, Josh. Do you love going to the theatre? I do. Do you love all things arts? Yes. <laughs> but do you never have the time to book the ticket yourself, look up all the events and get it all sorted? Absolutely. Well, let me tell you about GetGo Culture. GetGo Culture is a theatre subscription service that sends you to amazing arts events in London each month. Your monthly trips will be tailored to your preferences and the date you wanted to go, tickets included. Each event is hand-picked for you by working artists, so no more scrolling online and agonising over what to see. With GitGo Culture, you just sign up and go. And listeners to this podcast also get an exclusive 20% off all memberships for the first month. Just enter the code GETGOFRINGE on the payment page. That's GETGOFRINGE. Head to www 
getgoculture.com.